to show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Off the Match Podcast. I hope everybody had a great weekend. It's weird that I started that way, but whatever. It's just uh, I'm just doing kooky things today. So today on this episode, I'm gonna be welcoming back my good friend Zach. You all may have just heard him on episode 100, but I wanted to have Zach on because I haven't talked to Zach in so long. Number one, and number two, when you're doing a roundtable group episode, it's really hard to you know kind of focus in and, and converse individually with people. So. Just wanted to have Zach back on. So, Zach, welcome back. How you doing, man? Thanks. I'm doing good. Uh, always, always happy to be on the podcast. Um, it's always, always a really good experience. Cool. I'm always happy to have you on. It is, it, I'm always every time I talk to you, I always feel like I walk away having like learned something or or gained some sort of new insight. Uh, it, it's it, like you're a fascinating dude, just because I, I think when we talk, it's almost like talk to a big brother and I'm pretty sure I'm older <laughs> than you, but I feel like when I'll I, be you know, 37 this year, what, what are you? Oh dude, I'm, I'm way older than you. <laughs> way older. You don't yeah. look it. I, I'm in my forties. You don't, I don't know if you can see on the camera. I'm starting to get all the gray. It's coming in thick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same. Actually when I don't like, I was going to shave this morning. Uh, I was like, you know, I should just go ahead. I'm going to shave after we record. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go ahead, shave my head, you know, get, get rid of goatee and just, you know, clean cut it. But then I was like, but sometimes I like that salt and pepper in the goatee. I, I like looking at it. So it makes me feel like a grown up. Yeah. Hard earned. And I'm, you know, my grandma, she's 92 and you'd never think it. So, you know, she looks like she's in her sixties. And, and on one note, I was just like, people could say, oh, you know, that's a blessing. But it's always this weird thing where it's like, I like to have that earned maturity, you know, but like off visual, I don't, I'm not really mature. <laughs> I want people to, yeah, I want people to look at me think like when they see me at work, it's like, okay, we're, we're breaking up for uh, group activities and teams. We're going to put Dante in this group because he looks like he's mature and he can lead. Meanwhile, jokes on them. Yeah. Go home and play with Legos. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, they like to like. What's Dante doing? Oh, he's in the break room right now. I think he said somebody he got a new Spider-Man figure in. Why is he having toys delivered to work? I don't know. <laughs> it's weird, but um, but no, it, it's always it's like anytime I ask a question, I feel like there's a wisdom that comes from where I'm just like, dude, that's I never thought of it that way, or just in general you have a way of breaking things down. So I always appreciate that about you. Thank you for that. Well, thank you. I work, work hard to understand the world around me. It's kind of my, uh, I don't know if you knew this, I have a mechanical engineer background. So, okay. and the only reason that I uh, went into engineering was one, I didn't have uh, any other route. I didn't know which other way to go, but two, just I'll try to see the world around me and understand what's going on. And, you know, why is, if it's a building, for example, you know, why do they build this? Why is this there? And I'm always asking those questions and uh, engineering seemed like a good fit. Now, I hardly use the engineering degree, but I still uh, take those same, I don't know, learning styles uh, with me everywhere I go. Sure, sure. 
and that's that's always a fascinating thing too about just information and in knowledge wanted to know more having a thirst for knowledge mm-hmm. i guess is not to just have that thirst for knowledge but to also follow up on it because lots of us want to know things but you know we don't always completely deep dive into it. like it, in i was talking about this at work the other day with my my manager how when we are let's say this for instance doing the podcast i do you know like i dive in i, I want to know everything about it i want to hear other podcasts i want to get i you know but then at work they say hey so can you take a look into we need to um relocate some spaces around here we need to find out where to tear down stuff and then put new things up can you do that it's like yeah i can i'm not really interested in that but i can (laughs) yeah so you know there there is that that part of it where it's like i i know things out of survival purposes for work but then to really want to know something and to really dive in like i mean I'm a big kid. You know, we we're just talking about it. I got a basement full of comic books, action figures, recording equipment, artwork on the wall. And if if you said, hey, Dante, there's a new Daredevil series coming up on Disney Plus, and it's going to be about this. Like, you want to record about it, dude, I will get you every detail about the Daredevil <laughs> right down to a shoe size. And then it's like, oh. Okay, that was weird. I, I really just wanted to know about <laughs> that story. So, so yeah, and, which is why all the other podcasts kind of happened now. So, yeah. I mean, that, that's how it goes. But I guess with with you though, too, even when it comes to jujitsu, you know that that kind of branches off into that realm as well, and I, I think. For me, especially when I talk to you, I just get a, a different insight into jujitsu. And even with one of the more recent videos I re-shared of yours, that um, what was it? The uh, the combat stand-up, uh, the sweep. Oh right? yeah, the daily Eva, the technical stand-up. Yeah, the, the technical stand-up, and I'd just been going over and over it. Because I did it on Monday, just by some sheer random, like, oh, okay, oh, this is here. And then I'm going through my videos because I, I repost you on Wednesdays. Mm. So I was like, okay, what do I got here? What do I got here? I know I've seen this somewhere. Boom, get it right here. And it's just, I don't know. You, you are, I always say that people, like, everyone has a, you know, we learn something from everyone, there's a purpose you know, for whatever it is, I feel like one of the, your many purposes is to open my eyes amongst other people's eyes. <laughs> I know you've shaped a lot of my world in, in terms of grappling and just period. So well, my condolences. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. But, that's uh, when I started doing those technique videos, you know, like I was, uh, I was a blue belt and the market was so saturated with, people doing these fancy flows and everything that I can't even remember, let alone, you know, duplicate in, in a live 
match. And so I thought, you know, I'm just going to record myself and then uh, if I see something cool, maybe I can just break it down and kind of went from there. And it, it really, it helps me to record it, understand the decisions that I'm making. Um, and the benefit that I didn't realize I would have is, is having sort of a track record of my grappling over the last several years, you know, sort of the high points and low points and being able to go back and look at those. Cause some of the stuff that you're reposting now is stuff that may have been a couple of years ago, uh, two or three years ago that I've just forgotten about it's moves, you know, I haven't even done in forever. And then it's like, Oh man, I need to bring that back because I've learned, you know, details about that position uh, so much better that if I reincorporate this move, you know, it's going to be that much more powerful. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm glad that now I'm getting to see some of these videos come back around again. Well, in that, looking at those videos too, just always, like you said, when you go back and you see it, there's so much more that you've learned since then. So now there's more to incorporate and add to that. So, you know, again, for me, after it, how it even came about, I don't know. I, I mentioned a mermaid sweep to a couple of people and they're like, what the hell is a mermaid sweep? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. You know, so I started <laughs> explaining to people. It was like, well, my, my coach taught me this years ago and I just fell into that. And my philosophy is you keep doing something until people stop it. So mm -hmm. every roll, I kept hitting the mermaid sweep. I was like, okay. And then they figured out the mermaid sweep. So I was like, okay. So now we're going to Delahiva. Boom, go there. All right, now we're in Delahiva. What do I do here? I don't have a lot that I do from Delahiva. I'm just always worried about knees and and getting tangled up. I was yeah. like, okay. Here, here's my my technical stand up though. Got you. I was like, okay. <laughs> now we got stuff in pockets. So and, and that all just comes back from, you know, you see something and you revisit it. But like you said, having that diary of those videos, especially back from your blue belt days up to now, you know, it's, it's important. I think it's important for everyone to record themselves if, you know, if they have the opportunity to do it, which kind of also brings me to the app, just asking about um, champions keep score and, and, you know, where everything is going with that at this point, as far as, um, cause I get the emails, I'll get email updates. I'm like, Oh, cool. Like it, it goes to my, um, yeah. Is this today? Is this today? <laughs> so I'm always like, I'll see the emails like, Oh, let's check it out. Let's check it out. So thank you for, you know, the updates on that. Um, I guess for the listeners, if you, you know, don't mind sharing just a little bit of, you know, where everything stands, uh, for the current. Yeah, it's uh, man, it's a work in progress, but it's coming along. Um, for for listeners that haven't heard of what I'm doing, um, I'm building a, a web app for um, keeping track of where you really are in jujitsu. Um, I've told this story before um, to a lot of people, and and Dante, I can't remember if I've told you, but like I almost quit jujitsu at blue belt. Um, yeah, it's almost one of those people because I was so frustrated with my own progress and felt like I wasn't getting any better, and that's. It, it's never left me, um, you know, like how important it is to know where you are and what you're doing, which is part of the reason I started recording in the first place is that I wanted to be able to track myself. I, I knew that the way I was being taught jujitsu was not the way that I needed to learn. Um, I can't just drill like specific moves and bust those out in a roll. My brain doesn't 
you know, I don't have a mind that works that way. I need to understand core concepts. I need to understand, um, you know, like why I would do a move. And then I can create that on the fly rather than through drilling and muscle memory. Um, so for years I was learning jujitsu in a style that like didn't make sense to me and just sort of muddling through it, which planted the seed for the app and, and what it is, um, the backbone of it is really just just a journal, a way to keep track of uh, class notes with um, uh, if you are watching YouTube instructionals or, you know, BJ Fanatics instructionals or, or any of those, you know, ways to, to take notes and capture information in a way that you can pull it up later. Um, because a lot of people are note takers, you know, I've seen a lot of people at the end of class scribbling in their, you know, notebooks or whatever. And, and I want to provide a, a jujitsu based tool for those people. Um, I'm not much of a note taker, but there are like an awful lot of times where I wish I had like a video or something that I could go back and reference from class. So the, the core of the app is going to be this, this journal, um, that will allow you to go back, um, as far back as you need to, you know, find those class notes or whatever. Um, but along with that, the, what I'm really excited about, um, you know, once we get the, the journal stable, once those features are good and, um, you know, the user base can support it, then I'll roll out the, one of the next big features, which is going to be uh, being able to record yourself during a role uh, or a competition or whatever and mark up what happens. Um, so keep track, you know, like I won in, in this role, uh, I pulled guard, I lost that guard, I got swept, uh, spent 45 seconds in side control and lost by, you know, an arm bar. Uh, and that's one one flow. And every time you roll, that's a different flow. And over time, our system will be able to take that information and understand your decision making, be able to reference the journal back to you. You know, hey, you learned this armbar escape six months ago or two years ago, and you've been losing by armbar a lot. Like, maybe revisit this or here's some you know popular YouTube videos on it. Here's some instructionals, whatever. So being able to take an act of self-study um, role in your jiu-jitsu so it's not just capturing knowledge but also feeding you knowledge when you need it the most um and and it goes even deeper than that you know i have have a lot of uh features i want to roll out but it's one of those things you know one one day at a time so the journal is on its way um working hard i actually have a, a call tonight at um it'd be 10 p.m my time with one of my front-end developers to talk about some of the features um and it's just something that I've been obsessed about for women of the Kickstarter. Was that March? Uh, uh, it was, no, it was October, November, something like that. Yeah, I want to say, um, oh, no. I have to check my emails. I remember it, it was, I felt like it was uh, further back. Maybe so. Yeah. Time, time lost all meaning. After the Kickstarter was funded, I've spent uh, like every waking minute that I could on either planning or trying to execute the app. So like New Year's Eve, uh, literally at midnight, I was I was in my room right here, like coding. Like I just I can't. Uh, I've been really introverted. And um, since that Kickstarter was funded, trying to get this off the ground and I'm just every day is a little bit closer. Okay. One step at a time. And like you said, it gets you closer. And in one of the things that is interesting that you pointed out, though, too, about your journey and just, you know, how you learn versus how others may learn jujitsu. My wife and I were just talking about this with, you know, we homeschool. Well, she homeschools. I don't I don't homeschool. They, 
<laughs> I used to be a teacher, but I was like, you know what? I'm done with that. <laughs> on your own, kid. I didn't know you used to teach. What like what grades? I used to do uh, early childhood education. So cool. Some some would call it a glorified babysitter, but I still say I was teaching those kids. I was shaping the minds of America. Oh yeah. A lot of my students are actually in their boom uh, close to thirty now. Actually, man, uh, like 20, 28 might be the oldest right now, I believe. So it's crazy to even think that. That's really cool. There, there are adults out there that <laughs> learned from me. Wow, craziness! Hey, you got them that far, man. That's. <laughs> In yeah. in the few that I, I'm still in contact with, I've encountered um they're they're, they're doing uh wonderful. It, it's it's always nice to see a lot of the kids out and about in our area. It's like, dude, like you're all grown up. I'm proud of you. I'm happy to, you know, see that, you know, you're just moving forward and just, you know, living your life the way that we you know we used to be in the classroom. We were just the way I would always teach my kids is just to embrace. Everything that we do in here, you know, like do it with love. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're yeah. if you're building and you're in blocks, you know, we're not just doing it kind of haphazardly. You know, it's like we're building. Like let, let's really build something. Like let's let's see, you know, how like intricate we can make this this construction over here. Or if you know, we got the kids in housekeeping. It's like, all right, let's, you know, add like dynamics to it like okay well we're here in the kitchen area well what are we doing in the kitchen all right let's set the table all right who's at the stove you know just all these neat little things and you know a couple of the kids that you know have encountered you know they still kind of carry that passion over into what they do one of the guys he's a mechanic and it's like just seeing him and i've taken my car to him actually he's done work <laughs> and just like talking to cool. him like hearing the passion in his voice is like, dude, like, you know, his, his parents, well, my wife nannied the family as well, or nannied okay. the kids. So I, you know, always kind of had, you know, contact with them as we grew. I always tell, I actually just went to a Ravens game back in January with the dad. And I hadn't seen him in years and we we're talking. I was like, dude, your kids were the blueprint for my wife and I, you know, raising our kid, you know, we use you, you, your parenting style as our blueprint and, you know, your kids are our guinea pigs. So, (laughs) you know, thank you for allowing us to help raise your kids. Yeah. And, you know, and then their middle child babysat our daughter. So it's, you know, that family specifically. um, Takes a village, man. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, just thinking about, you know, how everyone learns differently. And we, sure. my wife and I were talking about that with the school system, period, and, and my daughter and myself. Because for me, I have to, I'm a kinetic learner. I have to physically do the move over and over. I used to open a jump for open mat and I was comfortable being the person like everybody could do what they want to do, but I would try to grab a white belt and pull them to the side. And it's like, look, dude, I'm sorry. You're the one, but we're about to do this <laughs> one move for 40 minutes. It sucks. I know, but guess what? You're going to know this move like the back of your hand. So I have to physically learn it, but I'm also, I take down notes 
and you know i kind of go back you know there's a system to what how i do it where i have the notes i read them over and over and i'm not learning from that but what is happening is i'm kind of at least getting like building blocks in place and once i get to drill those moves it's like okay we'll do something why isn't this working go back look at my note oh okay you know i i had to you know kind of have my hip over a little bit more had to Mm-hmm. Hip escape a little bit more. Okay, go back. So it, it's not black and white as some people like to think with jujitsu. Oh, you go out there and you do the moves and you're going to just learn them. You know, what you're creating is something that I believe a lot of us need. And a, and a lot of people, again, may just think, okay, I'm just going to keep you know, drilling and drilling. I'm not getting it. Why am I not getting it? And then they quit. I think something like this will keep a lot of, you know, white belts, a lot of blue belts in the game. Now that, you know, having something to give them um, an avenue. Sure. To better learn um, their style. So thank you for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, it's one of those things that, like I know what I wish I'd had. I'll say growing up, you know, like as a white belt. Uh, oh man, if I'd have had this, if I'd have had that, and and no one's making the tool, you know. So like, like why not? Why not me? Why not just just do it? It may not benefit me as much as it would benefit someone just getting started. But like I I know now what would have helped me had I known sooner, and I can at least build for that. And hopefully, I can I can hit a few different learning styles, you know, for the people that had to you know learn different ways um eventually i'll reach out to just a huge community of people and say hey you know what what would have helped you in jujitsu you know what how can i make this product better for you specifically and then you know start branching out from there um someone needs to do it so i'll i'll shoulder that burden for now well i mean I, i can't think of anyone better to take on that task so again thank you you know, for being the guy to take take one for the team and put it together for <laughs> us. Uh, when you were coming up, and even still, you know, at Purple Belt, you know, we're we're always learning. That's the oh, thing yeah. about jiu-jitsu, uh, with jujitsu. But coming up, uh, you know, through white belt and blue belt, what was was there a technique that was just most difficult for you to kind of really latch on to? Uh, I'm. Sure, there was. So for me, um, so when I started training, uh, I moved to this small town in Arkansas called Magnolia. It was like eleven thousand people. It was a small college town. It was like forty-six miles from the closest interstate. It was uh, in the woods, and there was a local university there. It's the Southern Arkansas University (SAU). The Mule Riders are their mascot. Um, so. Uh, I moved out there for a job in 2009, you know, when the economy was just absolutely terrible. Um, I'd been offered a position at this small town in a, like a manufacturing facility. So I moved down there and needed something to get involved with. Um, and I, there was no soccer, no rock climbing. Those were my jams. So I ended up uh, at a Taekwondo Academy and did that for a couple months and then um, kind of lost faith in that art pretty quickly. Um, but the MMA guys that were coming in, it was, I remember it was two guys and they always looked so like, you know, tattoos and shaved heads and pretty intimidating. And I decided that, uh, you know, I'm going to go see what that's all about. 
and and fell in love with the sport. But that basically meant that for the first like two years of my sport, it was those two guys plus like one other. So it was four people that just trained together four or five days a week, day after day after day. Um, there wasn't a lot of exposure to, to other forms of jujitsu. You know, at the time, uh, instructionals were on like DVDs, you know, like you couldn't, you couldn't stream an instructional. My uh, coach at the time, Robert Taylor had like literally VHS tapes and like jujitsu paper magazines that he would like offer. I was like, I don't, I don't have a VCR. <laughs> and like, um, it just wasn't a thing. So for me, like it, it wasn't any one specific move. It was more of like an entire philosophy that I was missing out on. Um, when I got, when I got my, that was all Nogi. When I moved back to Little Rock um, later and started training at Westside uh, MMA under Rolly Delgado, he, you know, got my white belt and blue belt through him. Even then the, uh, there weren't a lot of resources unless you, you know, you had to special order resources. You couldn't just stream them or anything still. And so like I was learning move by move and I wasn't retaining that week after week. So it wasn't, there wasn't, I don't remember any one specific move that just gave me hell, but it was more of like always feeling confused about what was going on and feeling like I was like, not an idiot, but you know, some people just get it. And like, why, why is this person getting it? And why am I not? Like, what is different? and never really being able to ask the right questions to solve that puzzle. And it wasn't until, you know, later that I realized like there's, there's different ways to learn jujitsu and, and I just haven't been taught in, in my way. So like an entire philosophy opened up in front of me, you know, I, I learned how to ask those better questions. I learned how to focus on, on my specific talents and what I can do to make my specific jujitsu better and better. Um, and that was like, it wasn't a specific move that I was missing. It was, it was an entire understanding of the sport that was just this blank shadow that I couldn't see. So that actually made me think about just how I kind of go about because I never know the right questions to ask. I, I never know, you know, when I'm out there, you know, I, I'm absorbing you know, I'm absorbing things and, and I'm trying to break it down in my head. But then afterward, you know, I'll stick around maybe five, 10 minutes afterwards, just kind of drill a little bit or get a, a roll in. But I know score the right questions that or you know, there's always this kind of bath nature that I have. When I had one of my coaches, we were talking about possibly doing private lessons. He was like, well, what do you want to go over? You know, what's, what's, you know, kind of troubling you? And I was like, oh, um, everything. I don't know. Yeah. And, and I just never went through with the private lessons. I was like, I don't, that, that was, that broke me. <laughs> so I don't know. Like my jujitsu sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we're coming to you. And that's what's so hard, you know, like you don't, there's so many people that, that can provide those private lessons that are so good, but even knowing like what to ask and how to ask it. And that's, that's like the red flag, you know, like there's, that's also a reason why I haven't done very many private lessons. Um, Rolly Delgado gave me an incredible private lesson on straight ankle locks. He's like the master of straight ankle locks. Um, but even knowing that I wanted to learn straight ankle locks and even though he was my coach, like I still had a hard time saying like, can you help me with this aspect of it? Or here's where I'm failing, like not being able to ask the right questions to really maximize that learning. 
yeah like i feel like i don't want to go in and you know waste their time in, in terms of you know asking the questions like if we just went over something in class and then hey you know can can we go over that and it's like well you can just learn this in class with the group and, and some people do need one-on-one coaching and teaching you know in their education so I'm not saying that that's necessarily a waste of time, but I feel like there is a part of it where I'm like, okay, well, I know I should know this, but I just don't know it. How do I, you know, okay. Oh, okay. You want to show me this? All right, cool. That's fine. But I'm missing a prerequisite. I need to know how to get to that. So yeah, that's always an issue with me, I think. Yeah, and that's wow. uh, man. That's the challenge is, is understanding jujitsu as a system, but you're you're not really taught it as a system. You're taught it. As, I say you. I was taught it this way, and and occasionally still am. Um, not as a system. Not as like, you know, today we're going to learn kimuras as a system. No, we're going to learn like here's a couple of ways to finish a kimura better, and that like that doesn't that doesn't click with me. Like I don't if I made it to the Kimura and I'm trying to finish, I've already won like 90% of the battles. Like that's that last little bit is not the battle that I need to be fighting. It's how to get to that, how to use it as a system, how to bail from it. If it's not working and, you know, enter into another system. Like I had a friend that was coming through on Sundays with me to train, but this was kind of during COVID, I guess. Yeah. We'll say it was during COVID. And as we're going over moves, he says to me one day, he goes, okay, so this is all fine and well, but I need to know how to transition from here to there. And when he said that, it really clicked in my head. I was like, oh, shit. I've been teaching this dude, not like all wrong, but it's like I'm teaching you, you know, I'm giving you all the ingredients for the sandwich, but I'm not teaching you how to make the sandwich. Right. Exactly. It's a great analogy. Um, and, and from that point, I, I really felt bad, you know, it was like, oh man, like, what have I been doing with this dude's time for the past six weeks? Now, every Sunday, this guy comes in, we're going over all types of sweeps, um, not a whole lot of submissions, just really just kind of sweeps and, and transitions, but not too specific things you know it's like all right you get their back you know we're, we, you know he knows how to get to the back he's got it he knows it he knows how to sprawl you know he knows how to you know you know shoot a double leg and pull guard if need be whichever or you know, mm -hmm. you know he's got these things but he's like okay now that i'm here how do i get to there i was like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> like like, you know what you need to do? You need to actually sign up for some real jiu-jitsu classes with my coach. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, but that's I'm, a great question, you know. He he had the question, and there's no telling how long he sat on that, you know. Yeah. And, you know, as, you know, he asked the question, I was stumped. But, you know, we did sit down, you know, and pulled up YouTube, pulled up some, you know, some videos <laughs> off of Instagram. You know, we are like, okay, all right, let's look at this. Now we're going to work on this together. And, there's nothing wrong with, you know, learning something together as well. I mean, I don't think anyone can not, you know, use enough learning. You know, it's like there's always something to be learned 
to some aspect. So I never tried to play it as if like, oh, well, I know all. So I, I always remind him, I was like, hey, man, I'm a blue belt. I'm, <laughs> I'm still just as dumb as you. I just have a few more years in this. So, but trust me, if you don't understand, you can ask me. And if I understand, I'm going to give you the answer. But I'll be honest with you. If I don't know, I don't know. So, yeah. And, and I think that's an important thing with people to just, uh, if you don't know, make sure you, you know, you're upfront about it. You don't know. So, that's it. There we go. But um, when it comes to, just your game in general though and and even like you said you didn't have any one particular thing that that was stomping you it was more of an overall just system i guess uh you know when i think about it i, I think the way my brain takes it in is one piece at a time but now when i think about where i'm training at we do kind of work in systems but i think my brain still kind of takes it in as one piece at a time, which, you know, again, comes back to the app. I think that will be helpful, at least for me specifically, in helping me kind of put it all together. I hope so. And that's, you know, the the dream is to eventually get some, some people that can uh, analyze data better than I can on the team and figure out, you know, how can we, people are putting in all this information and it's not like private information, but like information about their jujitsu. You know, how can we how can we use that to make jujitsu better? How can we use that to make instructional better? Um, how can we visualize this? Because I would love to be able to see like a map of my jujitsu. Um, you know, like 30 percent of the time that I am in a role, I end up in this position. And then like here are the branches off of that. So, you know, being able to see my decisions on an actual digital format and being able to say, oh, you know, circle one in a red pen and say right here, if I can solve this, then I've taken out this entire tree of mistakes. So being able to really like focus on specifics and know, you know, and track that over time. Six months ago, this, this tree had this whole branch that was a problem for me and that branch is now gone. I'm improving. Yes, I'm still getting beat. But look, it's at the smaller branch now. And if I can take care of that, then that's going to be less and less. So being able to, to, to conceptualize jiu-jitsu as, as a complete holistic thing and focus on the parts that matter most to you, I think is, is important. And I think that's a reason a lot of people end up quitting is they, they can't figure out. They don't know what they don't know and they can't figure out how to figure it out. That's, you know, that that's a key thing, too, is like people don't know what they don't know. And mm -hmm. there are times where I'm out there and I'm like, OK, it's the scary part, though, for me, too, because there are times where I know when I don't know something like, you know, it's like, oh, man, I'm stuck in this position. I know I don't know how to get out of this. <laughs> then there are times I'm stuck in a position. I don't know that I'm stuck in a position. I'm just like, you know, just kind of hopeful, like oh, I can get out of this. Just keep moving. Keep working. It's like. Oh no, you're just getting deeper into that. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> like you you're about to go out, buddy. And then yeah. <laughs> I haven't gone out yet. I've I've come very close to going out in practice. because uh, I I've always prided myself on defending the bow and arrow. I remember there's uh, one of my teammates, he got me. This was years ago at White Belt, and he had me and I was like, Oh no, I'm good, I'm good. And then my hands started feeling funny, and then <laughs> like everything got fuzzy. 
and you know i went into like a frantic panic tap because yeah i'd never been that deep in so i was scared i was like oh my god all right i guess i don't know what i don't know so here we go back to learning one thing that <laughs> was said though this week in class and it, it, it uh, filled me with optimism one of our coaches who's gonna be a guest in a couple weeks actually uh coach vanessa she's a black belt and she was filling in uh for one of our classes last week and she was explaining her style and she was like i'm a slow grappler I, I, I'm a slow jiu-jitsu player. And I was like, as soon as she says, like, dude, so am I. And she was like, I, you know, I'm not in a hurry to get to any position. I get a control position. I hold it. And then I move to the next spot. I was like, oh, my God, this is everything. As soon as I heard that, it, it's like the rest of the week, I was super motivated. And I was like, dude, this, that's perfect. I, that's what I need to hear. Because everyone else, I'm always seeing, like, doing crazy stuff, inverting, you know, moving fast, you know, getting to the, you know, getting 50, 50 and then getting, you know, the foot for, for yeah. uh, hill hooks and, and ankle locks. I'm like, I'm not that guy. I'm, I'm a very slow player. And as soon as I heard coach Vanessa say that about herself, I was like, it can be done. Oh yeah. It's there. I'm there. And, and she's much younger than me. So I was like, wait a minute, this is a young person saying this and I'm old. Oh, I well, look at look at Gordon Ryan. When's the last time that when's the last time that Gordon Ryan put any kind of speed on? You know, he's a slow grappler, and yeah, that no one can touch him. You know, at this point, I, the actually the closest I've seen him was at his last match um, against uh, Jacob Couch, right? Like the hillbilly hammer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the false reap. Gordon Ryan actually had to stop what he was doing and address it, which is about the most that I've seen him do in a competition in a long time was, you know, stop his game to address someone else's. But True. other than that, he is slow. I mean, he not, not, but like no movement is wasted. He's slow, mm -hmm. but he doesn't miss the mark, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like, yeah. Like you said, doesn't miss the mark. Cause like it's calculated. It's mm -hmm. like, if I'm going to go here, there's a reason for me going here. I'm not just going here to stall or to catch a breather. I'm going here with the end game in mind. So yep. it's slow and steady wins the race. So I need to remind the white belts when we're shrimping um, that that's, that is the case. Cause I stopped shrimping during the warmups now because every time I'm doing the white belts are trying to run me over. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'm trying to make sure I'm doing it right. Y'all are trying to do it the fastest. We're not the same. Nope. <laughs> so that's, I don't know. Uh, Right now, I, I know, you know, the big heavy focus is with that and, and you're still training um, um, as it is. Is there any, you know, thoughts on competing down the line or are you just strictly kind of in the hobbyist role and, and kind of training and building um, and work with the app as well? That's a great question. I, uh, I, I tell everyone they need to compete. You know, people that ask me, hey, are you competing anytime soon or whatever? Uh, and my answer is fairly consistent, especially recently where it's like, listen, I'm actually not a big fan of competing. I don't like the way that it makes me feel leading up to it. Um, I don't like the person that I've become when I'm getting ready. Um, so it, it's hard to convince me to compete. 
But the other side of that coin is, uh, I do think it's one of the most important things you can do as a grappler is to compete. So uh, I at least try to do it, you know, once a year. I typically get two to three times per year in um, because it's the best seminar you can do. I mean, like every single time I've competed, um, the day after, whether I win or lose or whatever, um, the day after I notice that I'm a significantly better grappler than I was before the competition. Something about getting out there, something about putting everything on the line, everything you've learned, and either it working or it failing miserably, uh, I it just you come back more focused and more uh, clear-headed. I feel like, so I think it's I think it's very important um, to do. I just I don't do it as often as I probably should, and I can make excuses for it. Those excuses are most frequently because I'm out of shape. You know, I'll get I can do two to three times per week. You know, I have a five-year-old son. You know, married. I have. Uh, career and all that it's hard for me to train more and so I never feel like I have that that cardio that I need to do like a deep bracket um and you know that's that those are the choices that I've made um so I do try to compete even though I don't love doing it Uh, I do think it's been incredibly helpful for me um every single time and I always you know tell people oh yeah you should compete absolutely it's the best seminar you can do um like hands down and it's not something that you should wait for. Um, you know, people want to, well, I'm just a white belt. You know, I don't want to get out there and waste my time or, you know, I don't, don't want to do bad or whatever. But competition is its own skill set. And that's what a lot of people on the outside don't realize. You, you can be really good at jujitsu and really bad at competing in jujitsu and vice versa. Because there's, you know, there's specific rule sets that you have to be involved in and, and knowing how to play the points game, knowing how, you know, the layers to it. You just have to compete to be good at it. And it, you can be a black belt in class and go compete and could lose to a blue belt because of rules, you know, then knowing how to, to work a specific system or whatever. So I think it's if, if you have the goal of being you know, a world champion, you have to put the time in competitions to get a feel for it because it's its own it's its own skill set. You know, if you don't work that skill, you're never going to get better at it. So you may as well do it as a white belt. You may as well do it as a blue belt. Um, because it's not going to get easier the longer you wait. Uh, we we share that in common in, in terms of, you know, that mindset is like, I don't personally like the idea of myself competing. And the weird thing is I'm a competitive person. You know, it's like with football, basketball, uh, you know, those are things I love getting out there and, and going up against the other team. I think with jujitsu, you put me out there by myself, and there's this different <clears throat> being that happens where I'm present, I'm aware of it, but I don't like being there. And I can still do everything that I know, but there's just something that, you know, I'm not sure what it, maybe it's the anxiety, whatever's going on. But, but then, contrastly, I will tell other people, yes, absolutely compete. You have to compete. They're like, are you going to do it? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, and, and, and that's not completely true. Uh, like, you know, you know, same, um, you know, reasons for, for myself not competing. I share with you, it's like, you know, family, you know, my, my cardio. I'm, I'm, it's weird because in getting back on the mat, especially recently, I felt my cardio... 
I wasn't terrible. I think I paced myself very well, but that's in the gym with no nerves. Yeah, the adrenaline though. Yeah, so I can only imagine going out there to grappling industries with the team or Naga and saying, okay, let's go. And it's like, oh shit, I can't go. Like, why not just <laughs> pee myself? Like, that's not part of the plan. Huh? Oh well. Uh, but, but yeah, as far as competing goes, yeah, I, I, I think it's absolutely important. And I, I tell people all the time, it's where I guess because BJJ Wiki makes people think I have information, so people will message me and ask me questions, and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Like, hold on, let me, like, I don't, let me see if I can Google, Google that real quick. <laughs> but, like, most of BJJ Wiki is uh, essentially being, like, an IT, being able to Google faster than the next person. Yeah. So, <laughs> I get a question, I hop right on Google. It's like, okay, I got your answers. But, you know, when it comes to something, like, I've had a couple people ask me about competing, and I've told them, like, look, I think it's extremely important. And and also kind of factors in too. If you're doing jujitsu for self-defense purposes, you know that's going to be your opportunity to really find out if this is working for you. Because when you're competing, that person's coming at you 110. percent Yeah, that's so, a great point. I never even thought about it from that aspect. I mean, you know, and it's better to find out then, like in competing in kind of a safe zone versus if you're out. Wherever you may be, I don't know where people go to get attacked these days. Um, <laughs> I stopped going to the bar a long time ago, but I guess that's one place. But, you know, if you're at a bar and, and something goes down, that person's coming at you. You know, it, that's not the back. time. Yeah. It's not the time to realize that, hey, maybe I'm not built for this. The nerves are there. It's go time. So hopefully that's not the case for anyone. Hopefully people aren't going to bars and. I've had to restrain someone at the bar like early, early, early on. And I didn't know shit. And I was just <laughs> like, I just know how to hold this guy with a seatbelt grip and I got hooks. That's all I know. I was like, yeah. and, and I'm like, dude, please calm down. And I was saying, please calm down, trying to make him think that if you don't, I'm going to hurt you. But I was saying, please calm down because for me, it was like, if he gets out of this, I don't have much. Because <laughs> like, right now I'm on the ground and I haven't really learned how to fight for my back. So. <laughs> Um, it's all about getting your bluff in, man. If you get it in, that's all that matters. Yeah. I mean, he, he calmed down and it, it was handled peacefully, but I was actually very, very nervous because I was like, if we have to stand back up, I don't have great stand up. (laughs) and what types of grappling I did have wasn't really, you know, when, when you're in like your regular old street fight, I guess. Everybody thinks they're they're you know a rock star or the you know this unstoppable tank of a fighter until you get in there with somebody that knows how to actually control you. And I wasn't at that point, so I was still kind of the dumb street fighter, but with a little bit of knowledge on how. Yeah, to just not to be dangerous. Yeah, and <laughs> that was like if not I, to others than yourself. <laughs> and that was my concern. I was like, if we <laughs> get back up, I fear that I'm going to do something really dumb. And I'm going to get put down. And the thing is, in fights before, I never had any fear of fights. I was like, nope, yeah. I, I am the winner here. I'm going to beat this dude's ass. And then once I learned a little bit of jujitsu, it's like, okay, I don't know if I feel so sure. And now I'm back at a point where it's like, now I feel very confident that if anything happens anywhere, I don't think I'm going to you know, beat anyone up. But the ideal is to restrain the situation and kind of 
you know, get it talked down. As yeah, well as you're not going to freeze in the headlines. Like, you, you've got the muscle memory now. Yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, <clears throat> if anyone's, you know, again, wonder if they should compete, even if it's just, you know, you're doing it for self-defense, then yes, compete. It, it, at least, like you said, once a year, twice a year, just so that way you get that feel of mm-hmm. this person coming at you full clip. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, when it's all said and done, ultimately, just, you know, try to talk it down <laughs> if you can, if, if you get into a fight. Let's not even fight. Let's not scrap. Just be like, hey, man, let's talk it down. Hopefully. Yeah, I've uh, I've learned enough about fighting to know that I have zero faith in my abilities to fight. Because uh, you, you never, I mean, you may have the nicest guy in the gym and he just wears you out. You may have the scariest guy in the gym and they're not even a problem to you. You know, like you just, yeah. a random stranger at the bar, you have no clue if they have abilities or not. And that's what I know now is you can't. You may be able to see some cauliflower here or something if you're lucky, but you just you really don't know what that person is capable of. Mm-hmm. If I see cauliflower here, I'm immediately trying to be that guy's friend. It's <laughs> like, oh, dude, where you? Oh, snap! Like, oh, you wrestle? Word. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Or, or, oh, you don't wrestle? Where you train at? Oh, okay, cool. And from that point, here, let me get you a beer. <laughs> like, I don't have any money, but I'm gonna get you a beer somehow. Yeah. Like somehow, some way, you're getting a beer on me. You, oh, you don't drink. Well, whatever you need, it's on me. Like, yeah, because I need you on my side later. It is um, jujitsu is one of the best conversation starters uh, in the world. I was uh, my wife got a pretty bad eye injury here a while back, and uh, after we got most of it kind of healed up, we were having to go to the doctor, you know, for a while every day, and then kind of every other day, and then like twice a week, and then once a week. By the time we got it down to about once a week, um, we got obviously got to know the doctor really well. And chit-chatting with him. I think I was wearing a jiu-jitsu shirt or something. And he ended up talking to me for like 15 minutes in the in the doctor's visit about jujitsu and how he was gonna take up the sport and everything. And you know, oh, do you recommend any gyms? You know, like how how to get started. My wife's sitting there like, you know, hello. Like <laughs> uh, actually I've worn uh, I have a couple of your shirts I've worn out in, you know kind of spark conversation because it's like it's like the one that I, my favorite absolute favorite shirt is introverted but willing to willing to talk about jujitsu i wear that shirt to family functions just to let them know i'm not here for any <laughs> chit chat but if you want to talk about some jujitsu let's in. do it um but yeah it, it's my previous doctor she trained actually she used to train at the gym that i currently train at and oh, cool. um, I'd gone in. I picked her specifically because she was a sports medicine doctor. And I was like, look, I need someone that can, you, you know, understand the dumb things that I do. So I had a <laughs> bad hip. Uh, my Well, now because of jujitsu, my neck is all jacked up. I can't turn to the left and shit. I, I'm all broken. But um, going to her as as she, you know, started questioning me with some of the injuries. And this was early on when I probably about a year into jujitsu. So I was coming off of football and basketball. So mm-hmm. those injuries are now in the rear view. Now I'm doing jujitsu. And she asked about, you know, the hip. And I explained, yeah, that's from football, but now I'm doing jujitsu. And she said, Oh, where do you train? And whenever someone says, where do you train? 
that's that's kind of an indicator to me. It's like, oh, oh, you're in the know. Okay, yeah. cool. And I, I told her where. And she was like, oh, you know, she mentioned my coach's name. She was like, yeah, I stitched him up. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, really? That's that's wild. So, you know, I, I was always happy going to see her, which yeah. was very often because <laughs> I was always hurt. Until, like, she gave me uh, some muscle relaxers for my hip once. And I was like, I don't do medications like that. And I took one and I was broken for three days. I was like, oh, man. man. Put you down. I, yeah. I was like, no, thanks. I, you know, I, I sent her an email. I was like, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and try to do some stretching and some yoga. Thanks, though. But, um, but yeah, just in general, you just never know who you're going to encounter that may train, may know a little something. Uh, my, I think my our, uh, vice president at work, he does judo, I believe, and his wife does jujitsu. So it's just, and you look at them, you never, you would never think that. Yeah, so. you never know what someone's capable of. So it, it's it's a fun fun time for uh, martial artists, I guess, if if you would, can say that. Um, anyone could be a grappler, but I think also the beauty to that, though most people who train aren't really out looking for fights. You know, most of them are, most of us are very, very peaceful people. We're pacifists um, and just trying to keep the peace. We're just out for a good time. But if we see something going down, we're not there to try to bash anyone's head. At least I'm not at the very least try to see if it can be talked down. If it cannot be talked down, Hopefully it doesn't get physical, but if it gets physical, we at least have the ability to kind of restrain the 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 yeah. situation. So there's that. Um, but yeah, we're in crazy times right now, Zach. Crazy times. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of tired of uh, what do they keep saying? You know, these are uh, uh, once in a lifetime events. Uh, I'm tired of them <laughs> happening every. Week freaking year but yeah here we go it's like oh hey we we have a a super virus out here killing people okay well that, that can't happen too too often we'll get through this okay we get through this hey so um now we're on the verge of world war three huh that's weird like mm-hmm. <laughs> okay all right hey so um there's been some weird activity with one of the super volcanoes like buckle up like well, wow <laughs> oh and there's a comet that might hit us. Wait, like, okay. Like, can you guys pick one? Like, pick one. I can't deal with all this. I'm going to open that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, all right, you know what? My wife's like, why, why are you packing your bag? I'm going over to the gym. Like, yeah. What? There's a comet coming towards the earth right now. Yeah. I just want to get a couple of rolls and kind of blow off some steam. <laughs> like, I'll be fine. Um, actually, that does go to kind of speak. I, I've had some people. Uh, come at a couple of my posts where I say uh, jujitsu is my therapy. And I've had a couple of people really, really lean into me about that. It's like, I mean, it's my therapy. It, it works for me. It may not be your therapy, but for me, when, when there's stressful times, if I can get to the gym, I feel a lot better versus not like I've, I've gone and sat and talked to my therapist and it's like, huh, not that she's not doing a great job, but it's like, huh? Okay. I mean, there's some insight, but now I need to, I need to go and really think this out on the mat 
and and get lost in the reps. So I completely every- understand. Um, as somebody that you know, growing up, I, I never really thought I needed therapy. You know, I, like I don't. The way that I feel things is not like the way most people do. Um, I have gone to therapy uh, in the last couple of years, and it was good, but not as good as I was hoping for. But like for me, jujitsu is like it's that for me. Like I, there are no problems in my life that are not reduced by training. You know, every problem that I encounter, if I can go to the mat for an hour, when I leave, that problem seems smaller, you know, more manageable. And, and that to me is like the greatest, like seeing progress is the biggest motivator for me. And if I have like, problems that are weighing on me and they if i can feel them getting smaller then i know i'm gonna win you know was it three years ago my foster mother passed away and i found out uh the tuesday afternoon my brother called me and and told me i was like dude you know I, i was you know i'm an emotional person but you know, this it hit me really weird. So the next day I get to the gym and there's something about just rolling that day. All my roles were very emotional, but very calculated. And, you know, after, after everything was done, everybody's kind of sitting around talking. I went and found kind of a, a, a corner on the mat and just started like crying. But it wasn't like a sad cry. It was kind of like a that release of energy. It was just like a sure. a good release, you know, to get the tears out and get the emotion out. And yeah, I felt like you know what, this is what I needed. I needed to be here with these guys to kind of get lost in these reps, get lost in thought, and then you know, kind of you know let let that emotion out. And then I went, you know, I went on with, you know, the rest of the week feeling, you know, the regular emotions, but I was still fine. You know, I wasn't like overly emotional, you know, I was level-headed about things, but jujitsu works different for everyone. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But I just feel like when people tell me, you know, it's like, stop saying it's your therapy. It's not therapy. Therapy is therapy. It's like, okay, well, I mean... Therapy is different for everyone. So physical therapy, you know, sitting and talking with your therapist, that type of therapy, um, you know, it, it, it's it's all different for everyone. We're There are nearly 8 billion people on the planet. We're all not the same. Yeah. Well, I mean, think of it like we, we talked about jujitsu as a system. Like anybody that thinks that mental health is only in your mind, they're missing a huge chunk of the puzzle. I mean, like. Your, your brain and your body are, are one one piece and they're just aspects of it. And if you're, if you're treating mental issues without dealing with the physical side of it as well, then I think you're missing a huge chunk of it. And uh, it, it, I think jujitsu is a very valid therapy um, because it, it can release tension in your body and allow your brain to process in different ways, you know, that it wouldn't be able to otherwise. Yeah. I mean, you know, you'll have people, you know, go to lift weights or go for a run. You know, these things, it's all a system, you know, it all works together. Mm -hmm. 
So I don't know. I, I, I initially I was kind of bothered by it. Nowadays, you know, when I you know post it, have a mug that says um, I don't need therapy. I need, you know, I need jujitsu. I you know things like that. It's like I don't get so bothered by it anymore. But at first, I was like, eh, what? Like, what are you talking about? Okay, <laughs> you know, I don't need to have this argument. It's the internet. Like, why? Why am I arguing with somebody on the internet? So, but you know yeah and how dare someone tell you what therapy works for you and doesn't yeah it, i think again with the internet just being how it is i think a lot of people and probably myself included i know when it comes to comic books i, I can get on my my soapbox <laughs> I, I think people you know they see things their way and they want to tell others like look this is the right way and it's like i don't think that it's necessarily the right way but it's probably not wrong for you. But for me, it, it's just not conducive. So, you know, if I if I say I'm going to go downstairs and go on the treadmill or I'm going to go take a jog around the neighborhood or I'm going to go lift weights or I'm going to go simulate murder with my friends and try to kill each other, whatever it may be, you know, it's working for me. And, and then what's funny is whenever I have therapy it tends to be on a wednesday right after jujitsu i always feel like it's unfair to go to therapy after jujitsu <laughs> because she's like we're already done <laughs> yeah she's like so how are things i'm in a great mood i'm like oh things are wonderful everything life couldn't be better da, da, da. but then on a thursday you know when i'm not training i'm like man i could really sit down and talk to my therapist right now i, I need to i gotta you know work some things out then next wednesday how are things? Oh, again, everything's great. Couldn't be better. <laughs> like, like I, I hit a mermaid sweep today. Uh, what? Oh, you wouldn't understand. Here, let me show you. Um, <laughs> dude, if my therapist ever like said, here, like show me what, <laughs> you know, a Google plot is. I'm like, yeah. are you, are you serious? Like, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> like, I want my boss to ask me that i want the vice president to come to the office one day because he's every time he stopped by he's always he always says to me we got to sit down and talk uh jujitsu sometime i was like yeah we do yeah like anytime i have a podcast like <laughs> 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 want to come on my podcast yeah <laughs> i actually did invite one of my tenants onto the podcast i'm waiting for his <laughs> response he is he's uh he stopped in one day and he's very very uh well versed in religion, I'm not. So I want to learn. Please teach yeah, me. Cool. So uh, he stopped by the other day. I hadn't seen him in months, and he he brought it up. So I was like, yes, it's back on the table. So we, we may we may get a um, very very religious religion heavy episode upcoming, and also That'll be really interesting. Um, a flat Earth episode upcoming. Oh lord, and, <laughs> I, I I've got questions. <laughs> and I, I, I need them answered. I don't um, think your questions are going to be answered. <laughs> well, I've, I'm trying to figure out how to address this individual without making it seem like, because I'm not trying to make fun of them. I do genuinely want to know. But I have to, I'm still working on how to ask my questions to him without making him get upset and right. fired up. So it's like, how do I ask these questions without getting the worst of them? But also let them know, hey, I come in peace. I don't think the earth is flat, but I want to know why you think the earth is flat. 
without, you know, it's like, hey, buddy, tell me 40 words or less. Why is the earth flat? I got the counter on right now. Um, so those are those are some interesting things upcoming. But <clears throat> I, don't know. I, I feel like I, I, I learned what I need to learn from you today. You've taught me some more. <laughs> You've been my therapy session again. Um, any any time. Uh, yeah, like this is therapy is actually a good way to describe uh, coming on this podcast because it's I don't get to have like an in depth conversation about jujitsu very often because I'm either training or I'm at home and it's like hey I'm gonna go to open mat now like see ya like I don't get to actually just talk about this very often so it's great to like flesh out some ideas or, you know, talk about some things that maybe they're actively in my brain or we're just passive, um, but getting them out really gets me thinking. And, um, yeah, this, this really is a form of therapy too, in my opinion. My wife, I will talk jujitsu with my wife very, very often. I know she's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> I, I brought it, I brought something up. Was it this morning or last night? I think it was this morning. Yeah, it was this morning. I said something. And then I came back to it about 20 minutes later and she goes, what are you talking about? And I was like, the same thing. I was just, I just brought this up 20 minutes ago. <laughs> and then she goes, oh, sorry. I was like, it, you know, I don't, I don't expect her to, you know, like chime in and carry on. <laughs> like we do actually talk about jujitsu quite a bit. Um, even though I know she's not interested in it, but it's, you know, things run my mind. So I just start talking and, and bless her heart. She listens and I'm like, dude, <laughs> like I lucked out. But then when she starts talking about Bridgerton and, and the Handmaiden's Tales and Outlander, all these shows she watches on Netflix and Hulu, yeah. like I just look at her. I blink a couple times and I say, so I'm going to go watch uh, Children of the Corn. And <laughs> I got to record about that soon. So you want to come downstairs and watch that with me? So it, it's our relationship is very one-sided. <laughs> um, oh, well, it works. Uh, but um, we'll go ahead and wrap up on, on all of that. Just, I don't want to take up a whole bunch of time. I know you got your call later on, even though it's late later, but I still want you to have your family time and just want to check in and talk with you. Yeah. Uh, Man, this, it's always a pleasure. Same here. Um, Zach, any shout outs or mentions you want to throw out there before we wrap up here? Uh, first off, uh, BJJ Wiki for just always being uh, there. I mean, ever since the account was like 200 followers or something, um, you've been you've been on the team. And I, I, I really cannot say how much I appreciate it. And I love the fact that you're branching out and doing the podcast with over, you know, 100 episodes. And that's incredible. And I just really hope you stay in the community because you're making a difference. You know, I see you posting uh, Armbar Addict and I see you posting, um, you know, like everyone, you're helping out, um, using your, your powers for the, for the greater good. And it can't be, can't be thanked enough for doing what you do. Uh, thank you. Did you get me over here blushing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's real. Like, you know, like, I still remember when I was like, oh, my God, my my post just got shared by somebody that has like 25,000 followers. Like, this is crazy. Like, I've, I've made it. And then he was like, uh, and you know, now what, you're over 50 or something. I just said, you know, I love that you're growing and I love that you're helping others grow. And that's that's the name of the game. Cool. 
Thank you. I do appreciate it. And you, you've been a part of that on this side too, as you know, I reshare your, your content, people come flock in, people repost it, people, you know, ask questions and I'm like, Hey, you might want to ask him. Like, <laughs> I, I'm just a facilitator. I actually don't know things. The wiki does not mean that I actually know things. Wiki just means <laughs> like I got lucky <laughs> and, and you guys, Oh, this guy's no, he knows things. I, I don't, but, but thank you. You've been a, a huge part of um, this account growth. And, and even with the podcast too, because once I got started, it was like, okay, like you were one of the people I was like, I got to talk with this guy. Like I got to pick his brain. I got to have him on. So you've been heavily instrumental in a lot of what I've done. So thank you for that. So shout no, out to happy, you. Just happy to keep doing it, you know, and uh, man, there's just so many people on, on like even a daily basis that um, I never get the opportunity to thank. And there's really too many to like thank one or two individually, but um, my training partners here at, um, you know, Fable BJJ, they're, they're always challenging me, always, you know, allowing me to set up the camera and roll and, um, just an incredible team. And, and actually Northwest Arkansas is, is rapidly becoming, um, a hotspot for jujitsu that, um, our coach Bebeto is in pans today, um, looking on, you know, another piece of hardware. He was a no-gi world champ this year and pans gold or silver last year i think i mean he's he's incredible um we have alliance uh an alliance gym up here that they're at pans right now too and they got got four or five gold medals so far uh blue belt all the way i think blue and purple and uh still waiting on the black belt results but i would expect some more medals there and uh my old gym inferno uh, which is out in bentonville sort of northwest arkansas um a girl, Darla, just got uh, silver at Pans in uh, the female's masters. And it's just, you know, a lot of hardware just came to Northwest Arkansas and it's, it's incredible. So um, I don't know who to thank specifically for that, but thank somebody for putting me in a place where this, this knowledge is spreading. Um, well, I mean, and from my end, always big shout outs to, to you over at Student of BJJ. Uh, your account has has helped me, you know, it's opened my eyes to a lot of different perspectives on just grappling in general on approaching grappling. So thank you. Um, big shout out there. Big shout out to Armbar Attic, mm -hmm. our friends over there, Eric and Allie. Uh, actually, I believe Allie is at, was at Pans yesterday, uh, Saturday. So I, I think you're uh, right. I think I saw that. I don't know how she did. Yeah, I haven't seen anything. I'm going to have to go and stalk their pages now and, and get some info, get the results. Um, so big shout out over there. Also, shout out from um, another Denver, Colorado group who also trains with them. Shut Up Nut, who is a co-host of the Razzle Dazzle podcast. I like to mention them every so often because I love their podcast. It's about the TV show Lost. That was on ABC back in the early 2000s. So I was a big fan of that, that TV show. I'm a big fan of their podcast. They do a wonderful job, and it's a well-put-together show. So if you guys cool. are into that show, go check it out. Um, and last shout-out is to, well, it's weird to say it. <laughs> shout-out to my other podcast. <laughs> last mention <laughs> is um, for my other podcast, So You Like Horror. It's uh, a 
bi-weekly or bi-monthly. I think it's bi-weekly uh, horror podcast that I sit down with my wife uh, and a few other friends every so often. We talk about horror movies. Upcoming episode at the end of this week, we're going to be talking about American Horror Story and that franchise. Classic. It, it's, it was a fun episode. I can't wait to go back and listen to it to, so I can get this put out, but it's it's fun. This this whole ride with that has been fun. So if you guys are into horror, uh, go check it out. The last episode was about the Alien franchise. So that one was a fun one because I'm still very new to that that realm. And my buddy Joe and Marilyn Phil came on and they they put out some pretty decent info. So now they've got me excited moving forward with whatever Dude, is coming from Disney. Alien, Alien was my jam uh, growing up. I don't know. So the artist that created the alien and predator and uh, species and his name was HR Geiger. Okay. I actually yeah. got, I actually got to go to the HR Geiger museum in Rieve, Switzerland. Um, when me and my wife did a backpacking trip there. Um, and there's a, this like is a quaint little cobblestone town, right. With like, Everyone's eating fondue under these like little street lights. You know, it's like beautiful, picturesque. And you turn the corner and like H.R. Geiger has his art museum there, which is all this like airbrush, crazy alien, like dark and like weirdly sexual. And he has a bar next door, the alien bar. You got to Google this thing. It is the coolest bar I've ever been in. It's the entire thing looks like the inside of the alien ship. It's just like bones and like, like you sit in these chairs and it looks like hip bones and rib bones and like you can order these beer and it's just it's hilarious that it's in this small like cheese town uh, in the middle of Switzerland. Actually, yeah, I just pulled it up. I was like, oh wow, that I put an HR and boom, he comes right up. Yeah. So yeah, he's super weird, um, but he was very influential in my movie selections growing up for sure. Mm-hmm. Might might have to have you over there on on uh, so you like horror and talk further discuss that that uh, arena of horror and and sci fi. So yeah, I get about one horror movie a year now because my wife is so not into it. Uh, this year was Studio Six Six Six, the uh, Foo Fighters. Did you see it? Not yet, but I'm excited. I, I'm gonna when it comes to um, streaming, I'm gonna go ahead and grab that and. It, every clip that I've seen and all the reviews I've heard, it sounds like it's a real fun movie. So I'm excited. Yeah, and I really enjoy it. And you know, um, and then right after that, Taylor Hawkins, you know, the drummer just passed away, and so it was like yeah. his like his moment. Like I was really feeling like I could connect with him because I just didn't know him very well, and to see him act and see him on there, and it just, um, you know, it sucks to have something like that happen after a moment like that. Absolutely. Yeah, that I think that was a huge thing. You know, after the movie came out and then he he passed away, I felt like I, I had one friend. He was he texted me probably every half hour, so, you know, something else about it, so another article, another connection. So I it and I you know I saw a lot of posts on my Facebook about it. So he, his passing really did touch a lot of people. So yeah. Um, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the movie and um, enjoying it because it sounds like it's a lot of fun. It sounds like, you know, they had a lot of fun doing it. And, and that's that's the thing. You had to have fun doing what you love. Yeah. So, uh, I just realized there were actually two other shout outs that I wanted to, uh, to call out before we uh, hang it up here. 
Right. Um, Adisa with uh, Bishop Chronicles. I think I called him out last time too, but he is, uh, he's, he's kind of pivoted on the type of content that he puts out. And it's like every time he changes the content, I think it can never be as good as the old stuff, but it continues to be like better and better. And he's, uh, he's really talking about stoicism and uh, especially in jujitsu. And he, you know, fairly recently got his black belt. And so it's, it's a very interesting take on jujitsu and hip hop and culture and now stoicism. And um, yeah, I just, I really enjoy, you know, everything he puts out. I think he's very thoughtful and very introspective. And then uh, I know you've been listening to it, but lyrical. Um, yes. His uh, gift rap volume one, uh, he, he put out a, a jujitsu rap album, which I think is, it is incredible. Um, I, when I first heard that somebody was making a, a jujitsu rap, I, I, you know, I'm not going to listen to that. That's going to be hokey and whatever, but no, it is incredible. And it's been, I've listened to the album 20 times, like easily 20 times cover to cover. And there's not a song that I don't love on it. So big shout out to, to putting that much work into um, a project like that to, to all benefit jujitsu. I mean, that's just incredible uh, use of talent. So Huge shout out to to both of those uh, guys for following their dreams and, and working hard to make the community better. Absolutely, it's actually both of them. I've mentioned having them on. I know lyrical. He's got a competition upcoming. We're supposed to be talking, I believe, after that. So he'll he'll be back soon. And then uh, cool. Uh, trying to convince them to do do a volume two. See see how close we are to that. Yes, yes. But um, we'll go ahead and um, uh, finish out on that. And if anyone has any questions, concerns, always feel free to reach out. Uh, Off the Mass Podcast or BJJ.wiki, both on Instagram. Uh, and also, thank you, everyone. I do appreciate you all uh, just st- sticking around. And also, uh. For episode 100, I messed up and had to re-download it. So the first day of all the downloads got erased, like all the <laughs> stats. So if you all listen to episode 100 on that Monday the 28th, just go back and get, just give it a click. And you got to listen to it again. Just go ahead and give it a click <laughs> so I can get my stats back, back up. up. I contacted, all right, I'll do that. <laughs> I contacted Podbean. They're like, as you know, like they said it to me as if like, you know better. Yes, I yeah. do, because I've done this before. I know, but I was hoping maybe you fixed it. They're like, we can't oh, merge stats. Bag. But it towards overall, it still counts. But towards the individual episode, it, yeah. it put me back at zero. So <laughs> I was like, ah, damn it. So if you all listen to episode 100 uh, on the 28th, do me a favor. Go back. Click on it. Just give it a one minute. And the only difference is is the intro uh, Sophie, my daughter, she redid uh, a custom intro specifically for the episode, and I could have let it go, but I know she she would be heartbroken. So yeah, you made the right move. So please, you know, for for the love of Sophie, go back and uh, listen <laughs> uh, at nice. least to the intro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, otherwise, thank you, everyone. You all keep listening, and I will keep making these shows. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye. See you, everybody. They poison. Now let me see his song.